Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games, and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's a show that happens twice a week. We're a grand total of five people. Tadpog first. Five, well, well four, four old guys. Yeah. And one still, still. I'm, it's going to end, but I'm not going to tell her when. One still rather young lady. So just like that, one day, Nicole. One day. Mm-hmm. One just day. like that, Tyler's going to be like four old guys and an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> four old guys and an, just an unfuckable old hat. <laughs> so how old were you whenever you first started this podcast? Whenever you started first referring 16, to yourself? Yeah, 16. <laughs> I was 18, so, so that, you, that tracks. <laughs> So you guys were calling yourselves old guys, two old guys mm-hmm. at 16 and 18. We're very okay. mature for our age. Because <laughs> we were, what, 20, I was 27, 20, were, 26, 27? Yeah. Is it the end of 2012? Yeah. Okay, so you were calling yourself old guys at 27. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm, so I'm not, we were the same age we started this as Nicole is now? No, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm As not Nicole saying will that. be in eight years? <laughs> I'm like 22. So, so what is uh, crazy so we, about so that? So we got married when you were 15? Is that what you said? It's legal. It's acceptable. It's, it's legal in Kentucky. With, it's with true. Consent, it is legal. Josh and his child bride. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that's a rare Josh cringe face. <laughs> they, they printed that on the invite. <laughs> on this day, <laughs> Josh Dates and child bride. <laughs> name, name withheld for legal reasons. <laughs> Yeah, in the paper, it's just <laughs> child bride, just black photo. <laughs> She's too young. Legally, we can't print say her name or anything like that. She's a minor. Uh, her guardians won't allow it. So. <laughs> She's a she's a minor. Like she actually like digs up rocks. Yeah. So <laughs> she's a, also she's, not out of the question. <laughs> so. You uh, tell us. Can you can you tell us about your days as a coal miner? <laughs> It was dirty and dark. <laughs> Those days were terrible. So many, so many, <laughs> so many dead canaries. <laughs> I did just watch a movie called The Thirty Three, uh, a movie about the the Chilean miners. Oh yeah, how was that movie? Starring Antonio Banderas, really, as the sexy chief miner. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how he's billed in the credits? Sexy. Pretty much. Player? I mean, he was like the famous. He played the famous one who always had like the Chilean flag on his back whenever they had like. Had them skyping their families and shit like that. See, my, and then Lou Diamond Phillips was in. And I was like, yeah, he's working. Yeah, Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> my my entire wealth of knowledge of mines comes from uh, Ducktales, the, the Himalayan mine level. <laughs> so if any, if it's not like that, I don't, I don't know. You've played enough dwarves in D anD D. You can know, uh, know some from that. I know all my gemstones from birthdays and Dungeons and Dragons. How's Antonio Banderas's English these days? I mean, they they all spoke. 
clearly good English, <laughs> good I, I, accented English. I read somewhere that in Desperado, uh, for, have you ever? I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was. Um, oh yeah, one of his first movies. It was. Sure. I think it might have been it. Cause it's actually his first English speaking movie. He oh, did not pretty bad. Well, he did not speak English. And so they oh. told he phonetically he went through the whole movie phonetically speaking English. Oh man, not, not knowing exactly what he. I mean, I think he spoke broken <laughs> English, you know, but not knowing exactly oh, man. what he was saying. I like to. That's, I can't believe you would agree to be like I'm going to do this. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> well, here's, I, a, I brief, <laughs> here's a briefcase full of money. You do it. Well, the, who's who's the director of that movie? I, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's not. It's not. It's not Rodriguez. Yeah, it? Robert okay. Rodriguez. Okay. So. Knowing what that guy was probably headed for, the, mm. a, a, Antonio Banderas's agent was probably like, "Just do it, do this, do seriously, it. <laughs> do it." I know it's gonna suck, it's gonna be hard, just do it. A lot of shooting, not a lot of talking. Trust me, and that's pretty much I think what cemented his mm. career. Everyone in it had accented English except for Oscar from The Office, like perfect English. Oscar, Oscar, <laughs> yeah, Oscar's in there? In it. Yep. Does he play the same character? Just like, anybody brown? Fine. We need 33 brown guys. Just get them in. It's fine. <laughs> Aziz Ansari, you're in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> He'd do it. Now, uh, talk about talk about old games. Let's finish up <laughs> that dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to be talking about sort of uh, everything that was Little Fears. Yeah. We think about the system, the game, cool. talk about the background behind the game. So we've got all all the players except for Jacob, and then Ian is back with us to uh, give your perspective from someone listening yep. and see how, how it sounded and how it sounded to you. I was a huge fan. I'm just going to say that right out of the gate. Um, it was one of my favorite things that you guys have done up to this point, and that's, I asked to be here today for this reason, because I, I wanted to be able to give that feedback and let everybody know... Uh, that at least at least one guy really liked <laughs> the way it was handled and the way it worked. Well, thanks, man. Very engaging. That's good to hear. Before we really break that down, we got a package here. Yeah, we got Chris Edler. We got your package. So, who? So wait. So we got Tyler, Josh, Nicole, Ian, and me. Yeah, Dave. yeah, yeah. All right, oh, that, that's us. That that's us. <laughs> but, but first, I'm your beard host, Tyler. Ted Buck, Sweethearts, Wisdom nah, Sapien. Yeah, the Smuggle Day. You know, you know who we are. Look, if, if you're a if new If you're jumping listener, in now for the yeah. Little Fears retrospective, yeah. go, listen to the rest of Little Fears first. New listener is such a funny phrase to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just everybody who's been here from the beginning. <clears throat> so Chris Edler, what we got? Chris Edler, Tadpog colon. Please enjoy another selection from the Lester's Fixin' Soda family. Also included is a bottle of Moxie. Oh, that is. Moxie? This is a New England delicacy with a very strong, distinct flavor. Oh, boy. Oh, they, all right. Oh, they, they talk about it, and in, in, there's a, uh, a reference to this in um, uh, the Fallout DLC, uh, oh, Far really? Harbor. It's yeah. Vim. Vim. Oh, is, Vim is Moxie? Vim okay. is Moxie, yeah. Or Captain's Blend or Did something. Did you find the Vim power mm-hmm. armor? Mm-hmm. Yep. Moxie is usually a love it or hate it taste. Oh, boy. Yeah, polarizing. We're all like, yeah, I like it. Like pee. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> love it. <laughs> once you once you've had it, you you don't forget what it tastes like. So, finally, two of the most interesting looking Mexican candies available at the gas station next to the Chicago train station. Okay, signed Pinball Archmage, Chris. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Wait. Save the thanks for yeah. later. <laughs> Here's something wrapped up here. 
while Tyler unwraps that. It looks like a picture. Uh, so a signed picture of his cats. <laughs> signed awesome. Tarzan and Troy, I think I'm reading. That sounds, that should be a podcast. Uh, Tarzan and Troy in the morning. Welcome to Tarzan and the Troy radio show. There was that clip. David is iconic. Tarzan, yeah. Tarzan. All right. Here is L. Okay, that's probably Portal, but I just like L Portal. L Portal. It, it has a, it's got a, of a gate, so. Yes. Uh, is these suckers made out of plastic spoons? Okay. So they just. That's gross. So it's a plastic spoon that just <laughs> has candy spoon on it? Dip, that they dipped yeah. in candy and then wrapped up, and they're selling it as. <laughs> Man, they're not cu- trying very hard, are they? <laughs> Cucharazo. Tamarind right. spoon. Chupacabra. <laughs> Chupacabra spoons. I like your country accent Spanish. Uh, that's the Peggy Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chicharro tamarind spoon. Does it, doesn't it say what the flavor is supposed to be? Candy. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bet tamarind. What is tamarind? It sounds like a land in Elder Scrolls. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the native from, from Elder Scrolls, their native candy. Those we got four. They really look like they were made in somebody's like kitchen, like somebody's yeah, basement. They, like these could be like meth these. spoons. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Here we go. I'm going to take one. I guess you guys you guys have probably put stuff each other's mouths, so Josh and Nicole can share no. one. Oh, I thought you were talking to me and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, and it's it's sealed by a rubber band. Rubber band yeah. with plastic Aww. around. These probably made yeah. at the gas station. Everyone got their meth spoon? Great. Okay, <laughs> let's unwrap this. Everyone ready to get addicted to a substance? Put this in, put this in your mouth. Actually, you just hear that, that fallout? <laughs> You're now addicted to Cuchazaro tamarind spoon. <laughs> it smells, Please send us more. It smells we like We have meat. to have more. It smells like meat? It does smell it's like meat. like my candies. Yeah. Is I'm, this meat, Chris <laughs> I'm taking the Nicole approach. I don't know if I'm afraid to... Uh, I don't know if I'm uh, okay with it's, it's putting this sketchy. in my mouth. Um, hmm. I like it. <laughs> it tastes like... It's like a kind of a weak fruit roll-up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a melted fruit roll-up. A gritty. Right gritty I, melted I fruit I bet they... They from like all the old expired fruit roll ups, melt them down, <laughs> dip a spoon in there. Uh, Cuchizaro, there we go. Plastic adds that extra yeah. something, mm-hmm. something. This is a homemade treat. <laughs> yeah. What's it's like my neighbors who their special treat was Coke poured in a Ziploc baggie and then frozen. Uh, frozen. Cut off Coke. the corner and suck the Coke out of the ice. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to finish yet. I changed my mind. It's yeah. not that great. I licked it a couple times. The flavor is not good. The texture's all right. Yeah. Very fruit roll up. All right. Here is um, more El Portal. Rabanada de mango. Hot mango slices. Okay. <laughs> Looks just like... This is like... This is Game of Thrones. This is candy made from uh, House Bolton. <laughs> this is the, fla- the candy of the Flayed Man. It looks like like yeah pieces of your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Only the finest back. <laughs> there we go. Everybody take one of these bitches. Yeah. I bet it's the yeah. same. I bet it's the same thing. Oh. Only in, in <laughs> more solid. In a sliver form. form. Yeah. 
It says the number one ingredient is mango. The number two ingredient is hot peppers. Oh. oh. So it looks like there's hair growing out of this. <laughs> the number three is human suffering. <laughs> Strangely enough. Tears of the innocent. Yeah. It's, it's very popular in Dark Souls. <laughs> it really does look like it could be used for a prop in a, like a horror. Mm -hmm. Like tongues. Yeah. It does have hair. I'm not a fan. I've had like a oh. hair in my mouth all day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second for that to soak in. I feel like if you won't eat oh. it, that really means something. Yeah. I mean, I eat anything. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I... I eat stuff with face on it from that one package. It's when so. the pepper comes in. It's when the pecker, mm. pepper comes in. Like <laughs> I mean, I don't, like the, I don't like that pecker taste in my mouth. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Who knows where that's been? Well, I know where it's been. What? It's like a strip of mango, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like covered in hot pepper stuff. Nancy's I think so. I mean, but I don't know if it's actually mango or just stuff. like oh, sugar flavored it mango. Looks like, well, it looks like the number one ingredient was mango. mango. You you trust the Mexican the this ninety nine cent Mexican candy like the it's this is a dollar seventy nine I'll have you know I'm giving, I'm, oh man I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt I'm not I'm not gonna finish the candy but I'm gonna keep the rubber band hope oh, that's okay <laughs> yeah I'll check with Chris I know times are hard Josh. <laughs> you, you can keep the rubber band <laughs> I like Depression era Josh <laughs> <laughs> the rubber band you've been playing way too much Fallout Josh <laughs> the rubber band's what you you're guys, really paying for anyway. you guys gonna you guys gonna do anything with those spoons. <laughs> <laughs> I have to carry him around for a hundred miles for no reason. <laughs> it's a pretty high quality item. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Uh -oh. I what see is through it? And I see what this is. Nicole, you might like this one because I know you like this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Ranch dressing soda. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. Let's I mean I don't know. I'll take a sip last because I've been got your sick. fixings. Because it's, yeah, a bowl of ranch and then uh, of the various vegetables that you can dip into ranch on the side. Now dip them in the soda instead. Do we need vegetables? Should I go get some from the kitchen? <laughs> you think I keep some in my kitchen? <laughs> you look like a vegetable keeper. <laughs> I have like one like five pound bag of frozen broccoli in my fridge and that's it. Oh <laughs> How's it smell? Oh my God, I smelled it and it was just like... Man, this smells like blue cheese. Here's the Ooh. thing. I, I, I love ranch dressing, but I fucking hate the smell of ranch dressing. This oh, will change man. your mind. What does it smell like ranch? <laughs> this smells like blue cheese. This smells like moldy cheese. Uh, Want to hate ranch from now on? Drink least, this. At least it's clear. Okay, I'm getting, a little, more, I'm getting a little more ranch now. That initial like hit was just like, oh. Well, you gotta let it breathe. It was breathe. like the Looney Tunes Limburger cheese, like that smell that it's <laughs> it's waves and then forms a fist and punches you in the face. You don't like that ranch dressing soda pre-cum? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like Man, a fine this, wine. This looks like a bottle pre-cum. It really does. <laughs> As a man who has bottled my pre-cum. This is exactly what it looks like. Uh, and Nicole, I apologize for saying that. I just remembered. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to Sorry. That's gotta probably... We got to keep the PG. Yeah. Pre-ejaculate. I'm sorry. <laughs> the taste isn't is awful, it? but it's certainly not good. Okay. Ugh! I'd like, I'd like to stress that the views and opinions in this podcast are Tadpogs and not, and not Nicole's. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Nanton, no oh. way. Okay. There you go. Oh. Oh, yeah. That might be the worst soda I've ever had. Really? Ever. Oh. Ian, you look, uh... Ooh. You look ready. 
You don't you don't taste the it's ranch. O- it's okay if you like it, Nicole. We're not- you don't taste the ranch <laughs> until like five or six seconds yeah. after you drink it. Nicole, are you examining kind of, the sediments right of the soda? Um, I was looking at the ingredients. Ah. No, I, I'm going to pass on the soda just because <sighs> I'm on um, one of those medicines I take the side effects is to make soda taste flat. Oh. So. Side effects oh. is like, don't have, don't, do not take ranch dressing with this. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll taste bad to me either way, even mm. if I normally like oh. it. So I'll just go out there and say, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm. How, does the, how do these ingredients equate to ranch dressing? I was thinking that it's too. Like five things in it. I think it's natural flavor. The natural flavor. Probably is what. They just took a spoonful of ranch dressing and just like stirred a gallon of water really yeah. fast till it dissolved. If I vomit, it's going on you. All right, I'm ready for it. I like it. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That, that would have been a really good vine. Just the seven seconds of that drink and then Ian's reaction. <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> that yeah, that's awful. Ranch dressing sodas, Ian's 911. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can save my personal 911. <laughs> what was that day I drank ranch dressing soda? I'll never it's, forget it's what it was. It's Harris one when I drank ranch dressing soda. Who's that guy's face? This is Lester. Yeah. This soda's gross. <laughs> Lester, Lester's an evil man. Lester's fixins. We remember Lester. Chris, this next soda better be good. Oh. Is this the guy who always has Ziggy on his return address label? No, no this that, is that's this Michael is, H. This is Pinball this is Archmage. Pinball Archmage. Oh, I I just I do like oh, getting the packages out of the box and seeing the Ziggy labels. Yes. It always makes me smile. There we go. Moxie original <laughs> elixir. Distinctively <Moxie>. different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's certainly a slogan. <laughs> You know they say the same thing about Vegemite. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, reading the uh, ingredients on this: carbonated water, okay. Pure cane sugar, okay. Natural artificial flavors, caramel color. Like I'm not getting anything in here that's (laughs) not going to just taste like sugar water. At least it's natural flavor. Gentian root extract. (laughs) It's the only thing I haven't seen before. What is it? Gentian root extract. Gentian. So this is this is gentian root soda, I guess. It's, it's a gin- little bit of Meyerlick ground up into it. <laughs> it actually looks like liquid Vegemite. So Ooh. I bet it tastes like Vegemite. What do you want to bet? Have you, you've had it, haven't you, Tyler? I have. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I once traded a soundboard to an Australian guy for 20 bucks and a jar of Vegemite. Is that a lyric Ooh. from a Minute Work song? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It was the, un- it it was the unpublished verse. <laughs> the director's cut. <laughs> I mean, it smells pretty good. I'll give it that. That's not bad. That's not bad. What's it taste like? I still think it tastes, it's clearly very carbonated. It's yeah. going crazy. Yeah. But wow. it tastes mm-hmm. a little flat and watered down. It's like a flat, watered down Coke. Maybe. Are you on Nicole's medication? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'll taste just like water. We both her. take Tyler Nall. Call back! <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, not, not, not bad. Is it like a cola or is it? It's an it elixir. It tastes cola esque. It does. It does smell like yeah, flat. Yeah, milk. like yeah. flat RC or something. Yeah. Ooh, I'm yeah. gonna like this. <laughs> that, that actually sounds pretty good. I like RC. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Can't help myself. We do that. We do those weird things. Like if I order a pizza, yeah. normally I order a pizza and wings. Eat the wings. Put the immediately put the pizza in the fridge. Eat it tomorrow when it's cold. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you get RC. It's really RC. Open it up. Drink it tomorrow. It's Just like, sit it on the counter. It's like you. Put, Flat, take flat Coke and put just a little bit of cough syrup in it. Ooh. That's, that's kind of what I'm <laughs> I'm a robo trip in a minute. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> yeah. 
I have fond memories. I love our I love RC because of the local barbecue joint Starns. Yeah, like they've got they have RC, and so now every time I eat a barbecue sandwich, I want an RC cola. Didn't Arby's mm. used to have RC? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's why I would yeah. go to Arby's. I hate their fries too. So I just get an Arby sandwich in Murray, and then drive across the street to like Hardee's or McDonald's and yeah. get fries and a drink. It was like mm. one or two places in town you could. Still yeah, there get was RC. a skating rink that I went to to get RC. Gotcha. RC is like the official beverage of skating rinks. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> like, that, like that's that and like truck rallies. You <laughs> want R- you want RC or grape knee high? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy on the label looks very accusatory. He really does. <laughs> You're gonna like this, or I'm fucking suing you. What did you think, Nicole? I didn't, she drink, didn't it. drink it. It oh. smells like root I thought, beer. I thought you were like, if, our, if like it already it. tastes flat. No, it smells like root beer, though. <laughs> and cough syrup. Mm-hmm. Right. I got that. It's an elixir. It's not a soda. <laughs> it's an ri- original elixir. Wait, I've recovered all my HP and MP. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, it's not a high elixir. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty tasty. I like that. I don't think that's too bad at all. No, all right. you're right. The, there is cough syrup in this soda. <laughs> I definitely There is that. like 1920s, like cocaine and morphine cough soda <laughs> or cough syrup what was matthew perry's character in fallout oh uh ring a ding ding uh benny that's who the guy on the label yeah that's, <laughs> that's what he looks like, like to me yeah. dave i know you used to smoke did you ever smoke clove cigarettes mm-hmm. tell me that the finish that the follow-up doesn't taste like clove cigarettes I do not like this one bit. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make him relapse. <laughs> I do not like this. It does. It does kind of remind. Like it's I don't know what the same weird. Yeah, it taste does. to it is clove. It's like the longer you wait, the more it comes no, through. No, I don't like this at all. Um, that's actually I started smoking on clove cigarettes. Oh God, no wonder. Yeah, yeah. I was an art kid, man. What can you do? For all you listeners out there you shouldn't smoke but don't if you're gonna smoke definitely don't smoke cloves they're no. really really bad for you yeah they're like 10 million times worse for you than regular cigarettes so just don't smoke at all that's actually why i made the switch to regular cigarettes yeah. i mean people like used to get bleeding stomachs from smoking this is messing me up i need to get those get on some marble reds get my health up yeah. i know isn't that that's that's logic step, right step in the right direction <laughs> No, it's, it's about time I took care of myself. Give me the cowboy killers, please. What's, there's another can in there. No. Oh, I, I just put that in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. <It's Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try my blood orange uh, Mountain Dew Kickstart. So we're dead even on the sodas. One was completely yeah, one, old, horrible, and the other one was, was all right. palatable. No, I think they were both bad. <laughs> <laughs> that elixir was not good tell, at all. Tell me, though, that you don't at least think the elixir was better than that ranch dressing shit. I think they were equally bad. Really? Yeah. Did you put that cat back bad. on that ranch soda? Toss it over to me. Good catch. Thank you. We're bo- we're both at negatives for throwing and catching, so that was that was a good roll on both yeah. our sides. All right. You want to talk about uh, Little Fierce now? Yeah. Sure. So, Ian, why don't, why don't you go first? Tell us, because as let's start with the listener's perspective about how how you felt listening to it. Well, it, and I'll be honest with you. At first, I didn't know how it was going to go, and I think you probably felt that way too, because mm-hmm. you've not ever done anything like that, as far as I know. And I haven't just, gone back to the back catalog and listened to some just two of horrors, but it wasn't that invested. Okay, now and I have not listened to that one, but um, I find myself I found myself just really becoming engaged with it, like like you would a TV show. It, it, it was like I was sitting in the room at the old place just on the couch mm. listening to you guys play. Like, I wasn't an active participant, but I was actually 
concerned with how it went and no don't do that or you know yeah. just kind of like, <laughs> like oh shit that was, I would, that was the big one huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. thinking of things that i might do and everything and i actually after listening to the whole thing i text uh our boy dave here and yeah. said i got i want to play i wanted to be in on, so the next i've already asked to be in on the next game because i really like the way that the way that played out when you're just listening to it it was like mm-hmm. it, i won't i don't want to say a radio play but in a way, it kind of was. It's sort of, yeah. You're, you know? I think you're right. I is, like listening that to Adventure Zone um, and the gaming podcast I listen to, yeah, yeah, it is very much like that. Uh, and I was actually, I always, I always look forward to the next episode and of, of your show. But these were like almost cliffhangery, you know. Like yeah. I want, oh shit, I want to see what happens because you stopped it at just the right places uh, and picked it up, and it was it was memorable enough for me to remember what had happened before. And really, uh, on a personal level. When I read, when I was a little kid and I read The Cat in the Hat, um, God, that book drove, I hated it because <laughs> I, I was the fish. You remember the fish was all, not in your game, but in mm-hmm. the book was all like, no, 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 don't, do, I'm the fish. I was just like freaking out. Mom and dad are coming home. Yeah. This place is a fucking wreck. Ian the fish, we used to call you at work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had real problems with that book. Uh, it just, it was a, it was one of those great books that drives you crazy. When you said that's what it was, it I immediately thought, oh God, this is going to be terrifying, and it and it it really was. Some of the descriptions that you made of the cat and how just disgusting he was, and thing one and thing two, and all of it just worked so well. Um, and I pulled a lot of people for like, what are things you find scary? What are descriptions you find scary? And then incorporated that into like what the cat would look like. Yeah. And, hmm. And uh, thing one and thing two. It worked so well. I mean, I'm a huge fan of just listening to the random stuff you do on Other Shit Monday and uh, taking calls and all that stuff is great. But I think this adds another level of uh, le- levels, not the right word, layer mm-hmm. of things you could do to help round out that Monday show. And I, I haven't really had a chance to weigh in on this yet. But when you brought up, I, I don't want to do a game on Monday. You know, I want to do whatever yeah. comes to mind. I completely agree with that because you you are uh, the show is very diverse. Uh, believe it or not, it, it's very diverse. You cover a lot of things. You talk about a lot of things, and the conversations you have are actually very informative, very interesting, very funny, very you know. It just it's a great way to detox and and sort of tune out. But this really added a level of telling me this is what we do. This is the kind of things that we do. Yeah. You know, you can say. Oh, we played this game, and we. This is why we liked it. And we didn't like it, and clearly, you're very. You know very much what you're talking about. You talk about controls, and you talk about how the sound and the art was bad or good, or you. I really like this, and here's why, and that's great. That's what the core of this is. But there's more to what you guys do than just talking about old games. And when you got in and do the tabletop, um, it really, I think, helps exemplify kind of the kind of things that you guys enjoyed doing and um in fact was talking i was talking to a friend of mine at work about it and um telling him about the tabletop and he he had some sort of misconceptions about how tabletop works and everything else and i was able to sort of give him that and so now he's thinking to himself well i'd like to kind of get into that kind of thing too so i mean i think you're really doing you did it right and it was it was great to hear you guys all playing and you were clearly having a great time and um I, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. And I, I, I hope, I really hope that I'm speaking for the 
for the nation as a whole. I hope that your listeners really liked it too, because I'd like to see more of it. Whether or not I'm involved, that that would be the, the highlight of my week to see that we're doing another tabletop. And mm-hmm. I just I love that. I really do. I want to do more of it for sure, <laughs> because it is like. That's a thing that we used to play a lot of tabletop, mm-hmm. and we don't as much anymore. And I think, like, obviously, like, life is a big yeah, part of that. Yeah, But I think another big part of that is doing this show. Yeah, because, that's true. Because our, our two nights a week or whatever that we would normally have free to game, because we used to do two or three games at a time. Yeah. So that, instead of that, now we basically do this. Right. Well, and when we did that, we started one. With uh, John Turley and yeah. the three of us, Nicole. Had, a fifth edition game. You weren't, Nicole wasn't there for that. Nicole, Nicole played, you played in some of the one shots that we did, but you didn't play in the, uh, the Horde of the Dragon Queen. You were there. I was there, but I wasn't playing. Okay, right. I I, out. You, you might not remember much about that night when yeah. you were there. <laughs> but we didn't finish. Um, but I, I do rem- that was the first time I had sat down and done that in a long time. And uh, I remembered it, it really made. I really enjoyed it, and this was a, sort of, in my mind, a continuation of that kind of thing. I don't even care that I'm not playing. I'm just being there listening to it play out, and it, it never got boring. It never got, you know, there were no lulls that just sort of whatever. Even the parts, where, uh, the parts where you're like, well, I don't remember how many dice I'm supposed to roll or whatever. It just, again, it was just one of those things you're just sitting there. Like I'm in the room having a beer, listening to you guys play, and sort of laughing along with you, or being like, "Oh shit, what's going to happen next?" Type thing. So, excellent, well done. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I, I personally didn't get any negative feedback. <coughs> no, I haven't either. About the series, I thought it, I thought you did a great job. I thought like Thank the story you. was great. Oh, I yeah. thought you ran it well. You taught the rules. That well. was something else yeah. I did want to bring up. And <clears throat> sorry to be sort of hogging the mic right mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. I, I did want to bring that up. The story you wrote was amazing. Thank you. Um, it was really effective. It really worked for me. And uh, I just do do more. Because Jacob and I came up with that idea sort of collectively, at, like maybe the first or second Dragon Con we went to when we played the actual Little Fears game that mm-hmm. him and I talked about it afterward. Kind of came up with that. And he was like, oh, you should run that. You should do that at Dragon Con. And I was like, ah, you know, I'll do it eventually. I'll think about it. So it's just been, it's been ruminating for a long time. Well, and I had made the comment today when I said I, I want to get in on the next one you record was – I, I like the fact that that one was more rooted in, I don't want to say in reality, but... Oh, it's, not, it's not high fantasy. It wasn't it's right. not high fantasy, mm-hmm. right. This was something, this was more like a role-playing horror movie type thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's still obviously fantasy, it's very not real, but at the same time it was relatable, I think probably more relatable to a lot of people that... Yeah, Maybe. I'm playing an elf. You're playing a dwarf. Right, yeah, exactly. We, if, we if, gotta, yeah. If you weren't into that kind of thing, this sort of granted in reality because we all go to Ozfest. Right, right. every year. year. Well, you gotta have that nugget of truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got my plaid shirt wrapped around my waist. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but, Your uh, chain wallet. Yeah, I got but, my monster tattoo on my <laughs> on my chest and shoulder. But I think had you, <laughs> I think down. had you done. At least on your first outing recording this, I think had you done a strict D&D type thing, it might not have been as well received. And I don't mean by me. I mean just by anybody out there that mm-hmm. wasn't – that didn't grow up reading that kind of thing. I mean, and I did. So I I would have probably enjoyed it just as much. But I do like the things that are sort of more rooted in reality. That mm-hmm. Because what that does is a lot of people probably didn't even think that the dragons and the wizards and the stuff were ever not – 
an option type thing, you know, like mm-hmm. it could be literally anything. But when when you story. think tabletop, you think D and D. Exactly, that's why it turns a lot of people off because no. they immediately think, "Oh, Lord of the Rings type stuff." I've yeah. seen that. Not so. no many people know that uh, Ghost Dog Way of a Samurai is a tabletop. <laughs> thing. Yeah. So if you're, if you're but, a fan. As as far as being relatable to a lot more people, you picked the right you picked the right one to do, and uh, it went really well in my opinion. Because I didn't even know there was a new edition in this until we sat down to try and find it. Yeah. So because I I still want to I still think I prefer the older system a little bit better, but this one is definitely better to listen to. So the older system is just more horror oriented. This is more action oriented. Right. The nightmare edition that we played. Yep. There are any number of things that you could have chosen to done uh, to do. I cannot speak today. We we done it, so we, we do it, it. So now we done it. It's fine. Yeah, there, we understand. There how that are works. a number of things, and I don't mean just in tabletop genres. I mean at all that you could have chosen to do to to fill your time to mm-hmm. make a show happen. That's not necessarily all video game related, and I, that wouldn't have worked. This one did, and it. I I could truly see. I could honestly see a weekly podcast of just that for I mean, the foreseeable future. Yeah, like if you I think just, we'd already love to do that. Yeah, if you had a completely separate show um, that where you just played this type of stuff, yeah, I would. That'd be great. I would, I would recommend it to everybody just because it's it's again it's that radio play feeling. It's that I'm listening to a story. It's very mm-hmm. it's very good. I'd love to do a. I'd love to make this a weekly thing because mm-hmm. Nicole, I mean, you're. You've been basically sort of labeled as the audience surrogate because you happen to like ask all the questions that people who aren't super familiar will ask and wonder. As they're wondering it, then you will ask it. So we've had good response. They want you on for this kind of stuff because you answer their questions. Because we've, like Dave, Josh, and I have done this for such a long time. There's stuff that we just automatically do and assume because we know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that statement. You you really leveled it out. There was a lot of stuff I didn't know, and you would ask the exact question I would have on my mind, and it was perfect, perfect. So what what did you? Because you're, I mean, you've done a few games now since you've been with Josh and started gaming with us, but you're, you're still like, yeah, you are, you're welcome. <laughs> so what did what did you think of of playing it, especially compared to like your other experiences, gaming and? I really liked it. Um, I liked that it was an easy system. Yeah, because I feel like with you didn't like not having you got two two plus twos from two different sources. Those okay, those stack, but then these two don't stack. Unnamed bonuses stack, but named bonuses won't stack with the same name <laughs> bonus. It's obvious, Tyler. Everybody knows. It. Yeah, I just think that um, like it can get bogged down when you have too much going mm-hmm. on, and it just becomes not fun. And so I think that this was an easy enough system that it was still fun to be involved in the story, and I didn't have to constantly worry about. I've got six index cards with, all, oh, yeah. <laughs> with everything, all of my powers and things. So, yeah, I thought that that really made a difference. Okay, and did you feel, because I know you're a pretty lawful person, and I know you like rules and things like that. So yes. this didn't, also didn't have as many rules in it. You were allowed to sort of, especially with belief and things like that, you were free to just like, okay, just justify it. Was that was that fun for you, or do you wish it would had been like a little more regimented? Um, I think that I could have done with a little bit more structure, but I didn't think that it was. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Because there were, there were some times whenever it was your turn with belief, I saw it in your eyes, you were just kind of like, uh, <laughs> but then once, once the ball started rolling, then you're fine. Then it's like, once you got like a, 
set in your mind for things that you could do, then it was like, oh, okay, great, yeah, bam, 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 bam. And I never felt like you were stretching the rules too much or just letting too many ah, I did. weird things go. I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, but I was okay with it. So. Yeah, the, I was on this side. If I were on, <laughs> in your role, I think that I would have been not as more yeah. strict. Well, yeah. like what I think, something I think is interesting about Little Fears, and I could be wrong because we hadn't really played it before. I've only played in one other Little Fears game, and it was like a four-hour session at DragonCon. Mm-hmm. What I, I it's a, a different kind of game than D and D, not only in like setting, but it's also different in that I feel like a game like Little Fears is more dictated by story. Than yeah. like a typical D and D game. Yes, and I think I think because Little Fears is lesser known, I think that's kind of and that kind of dictates that that it's more of like a story thing. Like, well, what would be cool in this scenario, and can we make the rules work with it? And if we can't, it seems like one of those systems where it's like, okay, well, good idea that that player had. So let's just try to make it. Yeah. Let's just try to make it right. work. I with feel the, like with the I feel like systems like that, and there are a ton of different systems out there. But systems like this, where there are either not a lot of rules, or the rules are easily exploited or broken. Yeah, you've got to. I mean, those systems are still great. You just have to find the right DM or GM uh, for it. But like a, a system like D and D is very very specific about what the players can do, what the DM can do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of leeway for, yeah, just, uh, well, I mean, of course, the GM always has the the option to just say, fuck it to the rules yeah. and uh, and just tell a story. But uh, but there's, uh, it, it's more, yeah, these these systems, uh, sort of, it's sort of a crutch for them, but, but uh, you know, I feel like it works a lot better for, for the story if it... If you find the right person, the, yeah. right, the right group too. Well, it's also, it's completely, in my opinion, it's a completely different way of thinking because mm-hmm. it's like D&D is, I mean, there's a lot of story involved in a lot of D&D games, but like on the whole, I think D&D is more like a tactical uh, role-playing game. You have your battle map. Yeah. You're going into the dungeon. You got to worry about, yeah, supplies. Yeah, and, uh, your miniatures. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I know there are people who don't, play D&D with a battle mat, but I, I feel like most people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know there are rules in like 5th edition where you you don't have to use a battle mat. Um, but I think like in previous editions, like 4th edition and definitely in 3rd edition, uh, yeah. you need a battle mat. You just do because there's so many combat rules involving someone going through an opponent's square and they threaten attacks and, and stuff like that. Because yeah, we, when we first started playing 3rd edition with Ramon... <laughs> Because we didn't have a battle map back then, and it was always com- it was it it was hard to do because I was playing a, a ranged character. I was playing a gunslinger, uh-huh. so then I would start to like shoot whatever, and he was like, "Okay, you get hit. Why? You didn't back up. I didn't. I didn't know I had like I was. Okay, you didn't know okay, you were cl- so right I, up yeah, on him. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we also butchered that system whenever we first started playing, but that's just <laughs> yeah. because we didn't know the rules. Didn't but. know. I think that's a D and D staple. Also, yeah. I yeah. feel like the first time you play. Uh, especially like the first time you run a D and D game, it's just like whatever. The, just, I don't know what's just, gonna happen. You just roll with stuff that you've heard. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, you have to be an evil ranger to make your preferred enemy that your same race. Yeah, be evil. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't see the rules, but okay, sure. I remember playing second edition, and it's like in middle school where it's like half of us are just monsters from the monster manual. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we just picked, and it's like, okay, whatever. It's in a book. We Sounds can do this. Sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a Tara skew. Yeah, yeah I to be a Tara <laughs> Okay, I'm just looking over, looking over my notes here. Um, 
because there's a lot of stuff. I had I had general notes put uh, put down. A lot of stuff uh, whether I didn't get to or got skipped or I changed because it's a lot about being able to alter stuff on the fly. Yeah, that's just the nature of role playing games yeah. like that. Yeah. Because let's see. Well, first up, okay, let's talk character stuff before I get into this. Because um, when you started, there was a section that said your character has a secret. Write down the secret on a piece of paper and give it to the GM. Mm-hmm. No one else is allowed to know the secret. So each of you gave me a secret. Yeah. And I mean, neither none of you know what your other secret your secrets were. Right. I was only going to use one. I could well, I could only use one of them. So do you <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. It's a rule in the book. It says you can only use one of them. Like here, D- Dave. T- so Nicole here, Dave. What was your se- what was Glim's secret? Uh, my secret was I have an AK forty seven. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't really use that. So I, I like it. <laughs> and then Nicole, your secret. My secret was that sometimes I like to steal small pieces of jewelry. And Josh, uh, I had a uh, bridge troll that I talked to under the, under uh, Charge Bridge, an actual living real <laughs> troll, a real troll, old hobo yeah. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, did any of that ever factor into the actual game? I I, I had planned for it too, hmm. because they're the part where they go into Char's parents' room. Like I mentioned, there's an open jewelry box hmm. full of gems. I don't know, Nicole. You said you had thought about it, but you guys are doing getting busy doing something else. Yeah. So I kind of assumed that Fidget would steal some of the jewelry. And then so sort of the twist bad ending was Char goes to boarding school anyway because the cat the cat didn't do that, so it wouldn't be fixed in the end. So then So then his parents like, you stole your mom's jewelry for what? Drugs, that's it, boarding school, you're gone. So But So you got a better ending. <laughs> twist. Ozfest is actually performed at the boarding school this year. <laughs> They filled in enough online ballots. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wins. We took a Facebook poll at the boarding school. And turns out this year we're going to have Ozfest here. I like to think your AK-47 was named Magic Missile. <laughs> <laughs> Never misses. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. And then I took a lot of the quotes were, were out of the book, and I tried to make them rhyme. Harder to do. On the fly than I, I expected. I, yeah, I didn't think that you made, did a lot of rhyming. I think I did once because remember I did it. Jacob was like, "Yeah," and yeah. then I got in my head about it and I couldn't do it again for the rest of the game. <laughs> well, even when it didn't work, like I could tell, like I could tell what I you tried were... to speak in a pattern, and the but the words didn't rhyme. <laughs> well, I could tell what you were going for, but to me, it still worked. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. much of a freestyler. <laughs> You want to do- I get killed on the streets whenever I try to fr- do freestyle competition. You, you, you guys- rhyme like two words in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and that worked. It, he's right. It did. It so we should totally pause the podcast right now to do our own deaf comedy or our deaf poetry yeah. jam. <laughs> no, no, no we could, you, could, you could do it. Yeah, we just pause the podcast every, every few minutes whenever you need to come up with a rhyme. <laughs> It'd be a really long recording. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. Uh, let's see. Something I had to change on the fly because I needed the fish to be taken away for a while because the fish was sort of the key in the information. So, I mean, Jacob uh, had an idea to get the fish and succeeded, but that would have kind of ruined the horror part of the game because then you would have had an answer machine right. Right. right there. But I didn't want to, because he succeeded, I didn't want to 
not give you anything either. So like I was just like, uh, well, I knew I knew it was the Blue Angel. So it's like, oh, uh, yeah, the water's blue. You can get it. We'll see what it does whenever I think about that. Whenever you use it. So there you go. The Blue Angel, the fish and. In the Little Fears mythos, like these force of good in Closet Land is is the Blue Angel. But few people believe in the Blue Angel anymore. Oh, so okay. its power is diminished over time and the monsters are trying to overtake it. Okay. So that's like a Little Fears. Yeah, that's an actual Little Fears thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I gotta tell you too, the uh, Wikipedia Brown Yeah flashlight. flashlight. So. <laughs> It was OP. It was OP. It was OP. Yeah, I kind of felt bad when I used it sometimes because I was like, well, I didn't mean for this to be like the th- only thing that I do in the game, but it well, kind of is. This thing about the rules too, it just said like, spend your belief in something, whatever whatever points you think makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. Um, you guys did skip. Um, I had one battle in the bathroom that was filling up. If you had tried to reach in and unclog the pipe. The all the we thought of a large clog monster made of all your family's hair and, and <laughs> things like that. Golgotha. Yeah. Golgotha <laughs> hair demon. So you got out of that fight. Why is your family shitting in the tub? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a waffle stop family. <laughs> Why do you have all these crucifixes in your bathroom? <laughs> and I, I forgot at the time, because I normally edit really late, I was going to layer over all of the thing one and things two voices to make them sound like they were speaking double. Oh. To- totally forgot to do that. It's in my notes. Forgot about it. Uh, the clown doll, harder than I thought. But yeah, you put the clown doll. If you had gone in the box, it would have shut on you. But then you could have also like been able to envision where you wanted to go after that and open the box and be be in a room. So it still would have worked wherever you wanted to go. What was the clown from? Because that's is that an I haven't read the Cat in the Hat since I was probably seven. Oh, is that a, is that a, a clown? Just a lot of people that I asked, clowns are scary, okay. so I need right. to put a clown in it somewhere. Okay. Clowns are scary, but they're supposed some, to be funny. I know really? some people, some weird, somewhere, some weirdo thinks that. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate. Them. Okay, next <laughs> little fear is Sylvester Sloan. Uh, Sylvester Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester, Sylvester Sloan's little Sylvester the Cat kill clowns. <laughs> That was Char's secret. I am Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, let's see. All the stuff in Char's parents' room, like the safe and all that kind of stuff, that was made up on the fly. I yeah. just, when you were, uh, that'll be there. I was like, a safe? Okay, what could the password be? Uh, okay, here's this and this and this. Like, that was... Well, yeah, I, and I'm glad you guys figured it out because that could have been a really boring part of the game had uh, you not like no, we, figured it out. Yeah, we quickly. wasted entire gaming sessions on trying to figure out a puzzle. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I knew that I uh, the moment I knew that it was made up on the fly is when he used my telephone number from <laughs> <laughs> from the early two thousands. Yep. So I was like, oh okay, this is on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, they would have. That's what he would have called you early in the two thousands. Yeah. And you just would have gotten because I remember your voicemail too. So they thought that's what it would have been. Hey, this is Dave. Um, I'm not answering my phone because I'm not available or I'm probably watching my minutes. Thanks. <laughs> uh, let's see. Because I had each of the rooms set up to something would have come out that t- was tied into each of your character backgrounds. And originally in the game room, there was going to be a a bathroom that then out of the bathroom would have been uh, like a an apparition of Jim, Jacob's character's dead mother, hmm. chastising him. And that would have been his, because everybody's going to have to like make a soul save at, at some point in time. Uh, but that that was the thing that happened. Let's see, you did the laundry room. 
everything in the laundry room basically about as as I thought it would go. So nothing, no, well, except hanging the violent he- dogs. He- yeah, I was about to ask. Heaven dogs. The dogs. Because I'm surprised that the Wikipedia Brown was OP, because that's like the most OP moment I felt, where it was just like, I just got control over these dogs. Yeah, man, they were tough, too. Vi- violent dogs in the handbook are tough. I did have them. I did, I listened to this while I was like at after work at the gym or whatever, and I would, there were a couple of moments where I was like, what? <laughs> But it didn't last long. I mean, I was like, I like heaven. I like the heaven dogs. I like it. They went, they went a good way. And, and it wasn't like dragged out too long. So it was easy to sort of put it, put it behind you and move on. And we're good. Uh, a room that you missed had you not gone. Because basically, you could have gone into the kitchen at any point in time and then have just seen the cat. Until you interacted with the cat, it was going to ignore you. I'm just digging through the fridge, mm. doing things like that. Mm. So had you looked... Okay, no, we need to figure this out first. And then you could have gone to any other room. So that was the kitchen was exactly as I thought. Uh, room you didn't go into the stables. One one of those doors would have just led you outside into your family's stables, and it would have been full of horses that were starving and mistreated, and the things would have been whipping them and keeping food out of their reach and torturing them. And sort of the thing there was going to be kidnappers. So once you got in there, and I'm sure you probably would have wanted to take care of the horses. Nah. The things distracting you, and then a large white van would pull up outside the stables, oh, and hooded men trying to grab each of you and take you and put you in the van. Yeah, so I've been struggling to get away from them and get back. And then you just sick the heaven horses on them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, so, and then because the the kidnappers wouldn't have done damage to you, it would have been just a constant grapple of them trying to get you up and take you into the van. Uh, let's see. Had you overcome the fear and then take care of the horses? Um, the horses could have healed you and restored abilities and things like that. Heaven horses, yeah. Heaven horses. Heaven horses. Unicorns. Mr. Ed, I miss you. Uh, the American doll room. That was a creepy one. That was, because yeah. another thing a lot of people said, like dolls, dolls, clowns, things that are skinny. Um, <laughs> you missed, that was pretty much as I thought. There was another study, and yeah, the study would have been that's the thing that Fidget, I'm sure, Nicole, you're probably glad you didn't get to that because in the study, there would have been uh, the large, like, bolted windows that the things would have opened and flying insects would have filled ah. the room. So giant giant bees with stingers and things like that would have flooded the room. And the things giant are Giant bees with stingers? With stingers. <laughs> not, so, not those stingerless bees. <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. When you built this originally, this prior to rolling up all your characters, you you sort of came up with this general story and the layout of what was going to happen. Did you mm-hmm. tailor the sort of bad stuff in each room after after the, the fact to the characters? Rolled, rolled yeah. to I, I knew the bare bones of the story, okay. how I wanted to do it, and then I filled the rooms based on their characters. What they had told you when you were rolling up. Right. Got it. Cool. So then, like, that would have been, because, oh, hmm. Oh, because also in this study would have been a, because there are bad belief items that you can use that are powerful, but they sort of destroy your belief when you use them. So, like, in in the study in your dad's desk would have been the belt he used to beat you with. Daddy's belt. So that would have been, yeah, daddy's belt would have been, (laughs) you could have used it, it would have been a powerful item, but it would have broken you every time you used it. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, get, grants you a bonus to fight, but takes away a point of health whenever you use it. Uh, let's see, because I had another... The thing for... Because I ended up talking to you about it, Dave. One thing I forgot in the laundry room, um, there was going there were going to be posters about you being a missing child. 
mm. and the thing. Then, that, then I ended up using that as the cat. What well, the things the cat said to you were going to be the things that were set up for you to like. You're missing, and they've been old and dated. They didn't, you know, they didn't care that you ever went missing, or right? Things like that. Since you'd said at one point that you were probably from a, a huge family with way very too many big kids. family, yeah. yeah. We're Catholic. So, and then because what the cat used like on on fidget was that was more or less me playing into things that I know Nicole probably wouldn't have appreciated being forced into a gender role and you can't do this and you can't do that. And then with Char, Char was a little a little more difficult because he's so tough. He's so tough. <laughs> so tough. I like the idea of like Char growing up in that battle where it's like, yeah, you're just you're just an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> Just suit and tie, uh-huh. yeah, go to work. Because it was requested that we revisit Little Fears on later down the line with these characters again. Mm-hmm. So, because I know, because I was reading over the book, like, basically, 12 is as old as you can be. Once you turn 13, then basically, you're, basically your belief then vanishes. Your belief permanently becomes zero. But you can play that character for one or two more sessions max. And then that's when that character sort of the monster you can barely see the monsters at that point you can barely fight against them until the point that you can't so one that would be a a cool thing to incorporate if we ever did that again to like now char comes back from boarding school 13 sees glim something happens and you can't you can't really help him you can barely something's wrong but you can't see what it is the troll looks like an old man again it's okay the uh I think Char's afraid of Glim at this point. After the like Heaven Dog incident, <laughs> kind of got a new, like a very uh, respectful fear of Glim. Well, I could see it. I could see it turning out in a way where Char sort of says, almost becomes dismissive of the things that Glim's bringing. It. No, there's a monster. He's like, oh no, you're not. You know, like almost like you'd forgotten mm-hmm. sort of the things you'd gone through before, and you just sort of let it off into the ether. But yeah, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, I look, Glim, I used to think that the guy who lived under a bridge was a troll. <laughs> Turns out he was just a perverted old man. Because <laughs> <laughs> looking from edition to edition, like the older Little Fears had a lot more to do with Closetland. And Nightmare Edition has things coming out of Closetland and invading the real world. And only kids can see them because they believe in things that come out of closet land. So closet land is just where monsters live? Yeah, that's like the realm of imagination. And going there, from what I remember, going Little Fears 1 was basically about having to be in closet land. What I remember from being a little kid what and I remember seeing these things. <laughs> and it, the original Little Fears is much, much darker than Nightmare Edition. So much darker. Because you have, like, Call of Cthulhu has your sanity score. Right. That's the all-important thing. Like, once you lose your sanity, you're unplayable. That's it. You're gone. Little Fears is like that, only with your innocence score. And then, instead of belief, you have to risk or use your innocence. So you can do powerful things with it, but if you fail, like, I remember playing the older edition that I was playing a, a girl who really needed, who she was in the principal's office, and she really needed to get, like, an ID to go in somewhere to get out. So I used my belief magic to try and make that they left, like, the desk drawer unlocked. So I failed and lost a ton of innocence for it because I wasn't as safe anymore as I thought I was. And basically, then, in original Little Fears, if you run out of innocence, you're forced to grow up too quickly, and then it basically tells you you grow up into a very messed-up, sociopathic-type adult. That's where those people come from. So then it breaks down, like, 
the big enemies, the seven kings in Closet Land are all of the seven deadly sins. And there's a big disclaimer in the back before you get to the last one. Like, you may not want to read this. We have to incorporate it because it's a factor of life that children have to deal with. But there is a king of lust. Mm-hmm. And there's a big chapter dealing with child molestation and all that. Like, that you can play that. It's in there because it's a reality. But that and that aspect being included, that's not in the Nightmare Edition. They makes it infinitely out. darker. Yeah. yeah. Does So, in the canon of the Little Fears world, if all of these closet monsters and whatever are coming out into the real world and only the kids can see it is the negative effect on society as adults see it the sociopathic sort yeah, that, of kids that's that, how things yeah that's how they're that's their end game is to turn all of the kids into these terrible people as, right and now that's how they mess up our world awful people I gotcha so it's but it's it's far I mean the action is almost not there because you're encouraged to not do it and they just figure out a way to Avoid your enemies, banish your enemies, things like that. You don't want to fight them. You're not good at it. It makes sense because so. you're kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So even in this, and then because Dave, you had talked about it, like how you're gl- so glad that you guys chose the ra- the wide range mm-hmm. of ages mm-hmm. because all of you, like, it was absolutely necessary for the three of you to be the ages that you were to succeed. Yeah. No, I, li- I liked it because I like, and I like playing a high belief character too because it was fun it allowed i think it was a perfect choice for me because it allowed me to kind of like i was weak like i couldn't do anything in a fight you were the equivalent to glim the wizard yeah but like the fighting wasn't isn't really fun to me like what's fun to me is like where it's like well let's just see if we can tame these dogs Mm -hmm. um and if i don't then they'll just eat me (laughs) (laughs) so that's that was fun and i like that i like that element of risk too because i mean I assume I would have been in really big trouble if I had failed that care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I like this uh, this system because of stuff like that. Uh, because it's it, it really reminded me of the early levels of a D and D game, where you kind of have to be creative about you know battles. You you. Uh, Toward toward the end, the higher levels of a D and D game, it's just run up and hit things. Basically, I hope like, your turn takes yeah. ten minutes. Somebody yeah, I feel like I feel like it really. Uh, it, it got a little better in the the new edition, uh, fifth edition, but uh, but that's basically how it was. Whereas mm-hmm. the early levels, you had to be creative. You had to use your environment. Mm-hmm. You had to you know think outside the box, and that really reminded me of of those early levels. Low level right games right to me, like low level D and D games, are so much more fun than high level D and D games. Games. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know how, because I need to read more into it, but I'm not sure how you could make this game much more protracted than we did. Like, I don't see how a Little Fears game goes on for months like yeah. we can do a D&D game. Yeah. I, I don't know the level, the system for progression or how how things change, because it also, like, getting stats any higher, you know, doesn't, doesn't make sense, uh-huh. or getting more belief doesn't exactly make sense, so I, re- I have no idea how it doesn't go on for... Every everyone being five or six sessions, yeah, it kind of felt like a lot of it was recovery. Like you don't really get any stronger; you just recover. Because uh, there were yeah. a few things like you could only uh, was it the healing kit or the belief or something like that the the nature girl yeah, kit that you could only use once per session. Right. Even in the yeah, book that, like that that tells you like you have to. A, a child has to know how to care and typically has to have like some kind of method to care with like that. And that's the only thing that was listed in the system that could do it. Otherwise, 
an adult has to help you, like a, a doctor or something like that. So yeah, real recovery is hard in that game. So it's all about yeah, manage, blah, 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 um, managing what little resources you have as far as your health. And then like, had somebody died, then when the game was over, that person just would have like been asleep and died in their sleep, more than likely. Like, hmm. you would have had a heart attack or a brain aneurysm or something like that in your sleep when everything went back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then Char definitely would have gone to boarding school. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Remember the time you murdered your childhood friend Glem? <laughs> no Ozfest for you, Mister. <laughs> That's, yeah. I know he's in heaven with those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so ov- overall, I'm I'm happy with how it went. Now I'm absolutely. I enjoyed ready it. To do man. another one. Thanks for running it. You're welcome. I'm glad to have had it have it down. So if I ever do want to do something at Dragon Con, then I then I have it mm-hmm. that I can just do it. So. Hopefully next, like I, I like, because Ian, like you were saying, I like doing this kind of low fantasy. So really the next one I run, I'd really like to do the Dresden Files. I'm do looking the, forward do to that. Do Urban Fantasy. Yeah, I'm looking forward and to it's that. similar. Like there's more, there's a very clear progression to the Dresden Files, but it's also sort of magic is more loose here in Dresden Files like it is the belief system. Like yeah. you can utilize, just use it what you think and justify it and spend your like tokens like you have belief and you can... The thing about the Dresden Files is it's all about building interesting story. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that happens. You get tokens to win by allowing bad things to happen to your character or interesting, th- interesting things. Like the example in the book is Harry is uh, fighting a group of trolls, and one of them is charging at him, so he uses his flame spell to hit one. Also, the GM is like, you spend this and this and this, but if you also choose... I'll give you, you have to give me a token to avoid this bad thing, or I will give you a token instead if we allow your flame spell to go through the troll and burn the building down behind it. Uh, interesting. So it's like a complication yeah. kind of system? Uh-huh. Cool. Now, is this the one that you told me you were wanting to do? No, I want to run a Delta Green game. Oh, yeah. Which right. is Delta. like, it's kind of like the X-Files or Fringe meets uh, the Call of Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. So it's like, instead of dealing with like gray aliens and stuff like that, you're dealing with uh, yogg Sothoth and stuff like that. I like that. Yeah. So I've never run it. I've never played it. Uh, but I've read, there's a new edition that just came out. Uh, which I've read the quick start rules, and that's what I plan on using. So it's probably going to be system light, yeah. Because um, it's like a twenty-page quick start that I'll. I'd like to do like we did little fears. I'd like to have a session where whoever wants to play, we all roll up our characters on that episode, and then we go over kind of like the general rules yeah. in that episode, and then the next one start playing. I liked the way I liked that layout a lot. Because it was it was good to help me understand what was going on as well as understand the different characters and their different personalities rather than to have to rather than having to explain it as you went along. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, Glim is six and by the way he's got Chugnite, you know. Right. Having that inventory and that those personality traits sort of established for the listener ahead of time was spot on. Uh, Nicole's mentioned uh, doing mouse card game. I think that sounds like mm. a, a lot of fun. So what was that? We brought that up too. Yeah. yeah you want you want to run mouse guard, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> or you want to play mouse guard? I want to play. Um, I'm all for mouse guard and shadow run. That's something else I want to do. And we've talked about that because, yeah. like you, I think you're better suited to run shadow run. Um, I've read the mouse guard book twice, yeah. um, and it's based on Burning Wheel, which I've read once. 
Um, so I think I could I think I could swing a mouse yeah. guard game if you want to if you want to play a mouse guard game. And that'd be awesome. And Shadowrun, like I'm gonna have to study the crap out of the Shadowrun books because those rules are, oh man, that is complex and deep and like. Man, it's. I mean, I I went out because you mentioned it. I read your edition, and then I played the game, and I fell in love with the the whole mythos behind. Yeah, Shadow the Run. lore is and the lore in Shadowrun yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, so I immediately really I went cool. and bought all the books, like all the latest system books yeah. and some splats, and but then I was, oh, it's so complex to try and learn. Like I've been listening to podcasts that try to explain it, but it's still like it'll take me another. That's something that will happen down the line because I'll have to really study it because to make that game flow, I need to know exactly what I'm doing all the time. I think. Have you seen the old commercials for it? The no, late, like <laughs> like late '80s, early '90s commercials for it, where they're uh, the the like the what do they call uh, hacker deckers? Mm-hmm. The, the decker is running around with like a a keyboard, like just a, a keyboard, and like she she plugs it into. There's they got to get into like through this door, so she plugs it into a computer and just starts typing and like. <laughs> <laughs> the door open. Try door open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> no, say Battlestar Galactica here, and I'll play the right song. <laughs> Click. All right. <laughs> this is Unix. I know this. I'm in. I all can the, get in with my Simon pad. All the cliche. Green, know green co- red. Does anybody know COBOL? No. <laughs> no. Shit. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about Fallout 4 was it, when you hack... He does like make comments like that, like "got it" or "I'm in." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta bypass the firewall. Give me fifteen minutes. Mm. Any any last any last thoughts, commentary, anything? Little fears? Nope, nope, not for me. I enjoyed it. Other than that, I'd be down yeah. to run it like for us to play it off the mic mm-hmm. and make it incredibly dark and upsetting. Other, yeah. than, other than that, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I like the system. <laughs> I, I want to try doing the original one sometime. So, so do you plan on running it like a Dragon Con or something in the future? Yeah, I think I could do that. Yeah. We get enough listener support, we'll go and do a design. We'll do it. That's fine. You've, we'll yeah. Do, we'll do a Tadpog thing. Like we're we're actually there doing a live podcast and then we'll do it. It's, it's, but that's year, years away when we actually have a fan base that goes to Dragon Con beyond Drew and Bailey. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we got a little bit more time if we all want to collectively calls yeah you want to take some calls um so i've noticed something this is we've got we're working with a new soundboard so tyler i've got a question for you mm-hmm. uh do our, does our waveform look okay in audacity we look good the reason i ask is because normally i've got a stack of lights over here that are lighting up when we talk not doing that right now <laughs> i noticed that about, eh, about halfway through our recording and i was like should i say something and then i realized well we've already drank two really bad sodas and we don't want to <laughs> drink them again there's no going back on that so i just wanted to make sure that no, we look that good up. you just don't have your inputs set all the that's the inputs are halfway so that's probably oh that's, that's right happening. that's right thank you ian that makes me feel better. Yeah, I'm glad, glad. I'm so glad you were here to help us troubleshoot this day. Oh, yeah. my pleasure. Or to help Dave troubleshoot this. I, I sat pleasure. here. Anybody so. got anything else they want to say? Um, oh, yeah, we haven't been recording this whole time. So. We've just been talking yeah. to each other very formally. <laughs> yeah. So. Is that going to be a problem? Does anyone have a problem with this? This is how we always have conversations where we look at each other in turn, uh-huh. and ask for feedback. <laughs> this is the only way that I can actually talk to anybody. Is I have to, <laughs> I have to wear a headset, and, 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 like pretend I'm on a show. This or as my persona. 
I, I don't <laughs> want. Well, and for the re- for the record, so the listeners know, this was as we noted earlier, a day in Tadpog history. This is five mic'd up people. Yeah. I know. All this on is, at once. This is a Tadpog first. Yeah. The new the new soundboard that we picked up with Patreon funds mm-hmm. allows us to uh, have up to six mics plugged in, mm-hmm. which is an upgrade of two. Which is great for D and D and other role playing sessions yeah. because it's like you really, I like the idea of having four players and then Tyler, I know that you do too. And we couldn't really do that on the old board um, because there was only four slots, which means we got one GM and then three players. So this is going to be nice because we can actually have like nice rounded mm-hmm. groups. Everybody in Tadpog Blanket Fort. That's right. <laughs> I love Tadpog Blanket Fort. I love that. That's the name for this new recording location. <laughs> Uh, we do have some calls. We also have some text messages. Um, the first text message we have is from 520. Uh, they sent us a couple on February 24th. Uh, let's see. Uh, first one is, well, I did it. 290 eps plus all the Patreon episodes. I am all caught up. Only took two months or so. Whoa, <laughs> man. Wow. <laughs> Like like three hundred hours of content and <laughs> quit job. It's more than that. Very hungry. Caught up on <laughs> uh, anyway, so my question is, what's your favorite Tadpog moment so far? Uh, for me, uh, this is f- uh, five twenty talking. For me, it's the all calls shows because I love the fan interaction. Oh, love that. Love somebody said that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I like to hear that too. Um, also, the Game Facts up 290 was fun to play along with. I uh, hope the rest of the week goes better for everyone. So I think this was in the no good, ho- no good horrible. Horrible, no good, very yeah. bad week. Um, favorite Tadpog moment. Yes, favorite Tadpog moment. Hmm. Nazi Coke. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty good. Classic. Um, hmm. I guess all the things that have become like inside jokes, like all oh, this talking about gooters yeah. and church basement, yeah. things like that, that then caught on, I guess, are the moments that still stand out for me because I'm becoming more and more like you, Dave, where it's just like once we do an episode, it's just like click delete. Oh, yeah, I just forget it. I have to like flush it from my memory yeah. so that I can go on with like my like regular things that I do in life. Because if you feel like you did something shameful, you just have to push it away and oh, not dwell yeah. on it. Yeah, you got to bury that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bury that turd. Uh, so, like, this is tough for me to say because Josh is here. Uh, but one of my favorite Ted Pog moments <laughs> is hearing somebody uh, that I don't know personally do the Josh voice. <laughs> every time that happens, every single time that happens, I'm like, wow, this is a surreal fucking experience. <laughs> Yeah, Phil Phil calling in, reading yeah. Frog and Toad, and Josh being the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so happy. Oh, yeah. He's so happy. Um, just the other day, I, I really shouldn't be telling this story. But, uh, <laughs> Excellent. No, just the other I day. Killed uh, yeah. the <laughs> I, I killed somebody with the Josh I killed a man under the, body. the bridge. I need, um, uh, a, a guy I work with uh, was doing an impression of me. Uh, saying something apparently I always say at work anyway uh, he was making fun of me and he did I don't think he consciously did the Josh voice but he did the Josh voice and I just bit my tongue oh god I don't know ma'am I don't know where it is I always say that at work <laughs> so I'm sorry but that was like yeah. that was like a moment where it was like oh wow people are actually listening to us <laughs> 
But of course, Nicole has never done the Josh voice. No. Not once, mm-hmm. ever. No. That's why we're still mad. It was part of her vows. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for that text message. Uh, five two zero. Uh, the next one we've got, we have another text message. Uh, this is from Guy Who Dances, Paul Korn. <laughs> oh, that was also a good moment. <laughs> uh, who says, is the milk in cereal a beverage, a sauce, or a soup? I've seen, yeah, I've seen that, the unanswerable question. Oh, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a thing? Mm-hmm. It is absolutely not a beverage. <laughs> it is oh. a delicious oh. beverage. But some oh. people drink oh. it I drink after the milk. The... Yeah, disgusting. yeah, I do, I do. It's disgusting. Cereal milk, care, you no think shame. it's disgusting? It's disgusting. So the people that like, the restaurants that like use that, that will let cereal set and then drain and use the milk in, in desserts and things like that. I, I don't know. No, I mean, then you're eating it in something. I'm talking about drinking the milk after you've eaten the cereal. I used to have a bowl with a straw attached oh. to it. So I could, oh. as, as I ate, I could... Just drink it right oh. out of the Are bowl of straw. Is that a thing? Built-in straw. That yeah. is genius. Oh. <laughs> well, why not just put it on the end of the spoon? You know, like the uh, <laughs> like the McFlurry spoons. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so Nicole, oh. what do you do when you have milk left? Or I eat? throw it out. You don't pour more. No, no. Up top. She does pour that out. She does not pour it out. She leaves it on the counter for me to pour. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> okay, that is one of my pet peeves. People leave like a little bit of milk in a glass oh, and just like leave it too. somewhere. Yeah, I hate that. Gotta rinse that it. shit out. Any that. kind of milk, like if milk has been like out of the fridge and not, like they're not actively consumed or drink and just sit for like thirty seconds, gross. Uh, uh-uh, mm-hmm. can't do it. Yep, hate it. Uh, what else was gonna say? How, how do you guys eat cereal? Do you pour like you have your bowl? Do you pour cereal in it, or do you pour milk in it and then pour cereal? I in pour it? the cereal you in pour cereal first. first. Yeah. Pour the milk over it a little bit just to give a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of milk in my cereal. Do you like you like crunchy cereal? I do. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if there's milk left over, I will typically also toss it out. Yes. I don't. I don't drink that shit. That's will, right. <laughs> see, I will drink it and I let it. Uh, I will like it to get soggy. So I'll just put a lot of cereal and a lot of milk and just like. Cereal is good about halfway through when it's all like a really soggy, Swamp. and then I drink the milk. Swamp bowl. Now, if I'm really hungry, I'll pour more cereal on top of that milk. I uh-huh. won't add more milk. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll just use that milk to and then just the next bowl. Just of cereal, bathe the but... cereal and milk a little bit. <laughs> Look, yeah. Just a little splash, yeah. just to freshen it up. A soup of milk. It's really interesting. I'm learning a lot about you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Jacob is like an OCD. He likes to have the perfect amount of milk for the perfect mm-hmm. amount of cereal. Mm-hmm. So he adds his milk in first. And then slowly add cereal, so he's really? done with milk by the time he's done with. the I gotta cereal. have cereal on top. I gotta yeah. have milk on top of the cereal. Yeah. You gotta be yeah, very careful because I'm not very careful at all when I pour the cereal. I just dump it in. Yeah, you know. So, so if I did that with milk, he gets in like the a bowl, paint it was, can. Yeah. He dumps a whole box in it. It would just go everywhere. Now there's the technique of smashing the cereal down into the milk, not to not to smash it up, but to get just it, get milk on top. Yeah, I think that we yeah. we over here eat yeah. cereal the same. I think way. you're right. <laughs> on northwest side of table, we, we share the same cereal eating habits. <laughs> I like my cereal to be like the consistency of spaghetti. Just you know, just you know, chewy. Yeah, I like oh, I like yeah. a little Captain, bit of crunch. Captain Crunch that just like slides down your throat. Oh, there, no, we no, no, no. there we go. Al dente, Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not on Tyler's side of this. <laughs> Captain Crush looks like it's full of just old barrels, like just floating in your mouth. I am so I am so concerned with it not becoming soggy, like you just described. Mm. That I eat cereal like I'm in prison, or like someone's about to steal while having it. anal sex. Yeah. yeah, eat it so fast that it stays crunchy. Because if it starts to get soggy, I'm out. 
I check mm-hmm. out. I nope. do. I do rotate my cereal. If I feel like the bottom part is getting too soggy, I'll like scoop it up to the top. Yeah, yeah. put, put it in yeah. a different yeah. bowl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need six oh, bowls. Oh my gosh, eating cereal. Yeah, it's a three to six bowl process. Yeah, it is a process. Well, here's for the main cereal. Here's the spillover cereal. Here's uh-huh. the cereal that's gotten soggy. Got any extra milk? I got a bowl for that. The irregular <laughs> cereal because I only eat perfect squares. So this is also Josh's platform when he runs for mayor. <laughs> I got a six bowl program that's really going to turn this town around. But I think milk is a beverage. And even in cereal, I think it's a beverage. Milk is actually not a beverage, (laughs) it's a a food. But it's like it's not meant for us, it's meant for cows. Yeah, that's right. It's not your mom's milk. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I wouldn't put that on cereal. Does it taste like like pineapple juice? What? Why not? Um,. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna take the bait. Um, so one of the benefits of having Nikki as a wife is she's introduced me to a wonderful way to eat cereal, uh, and that is she pours a glass of milk out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean I like it. I prefer it. The mama, uh, mama bird method. Yeah. yeah, she actually eats the. She chews the cereal up and then just spits it in my mouth while I'm asleep. <laughs> just, just looks like you know brown concrete just yeah. coming out of her mouth. That's like just fresh mashed up cardboard. Is what it looks like. Uh, she will pour a glass of milk and then put a bowl of. She'll just put cereal in the bowl and then she'll just take the glass of milk and then pour in however much she thinks that she needs. Then she'll she'll stir it up and then taste it. And if that's good, if that's the perfect amount of milk. That milk will stay in the glass, the, the part that's unused, and it'll just be saved for the second bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you gauge how much your sec- how much cereal you'll put in your second bowl based on how much milk you have left in your glass. When I was younger, I used to also have a glass of milk with my cereal. So like the very sweet milk, when it's too much, I get the regular milk. To, Cut it. To, yeah. <laughs> you had to drink it. Oh, I'm thirsty. I need to drink milk with my cereal. Okay. So many schools of thought on eating yeah. cereal. Who I think that based on the three options that we have, beverage, sauce, or soup, I think that I would go with sauce, that the milk and cereal is a sauce because it's a separate element. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like the cereal is like the noodle to like bring it back to your spaghetti comparison. The, the, the cereal, like the cornflakes are the spaghetti noodles and the milk is the spaghetti sauce. Hold on. Okay. So, okay, how does, that, how does that hold up if you take chocolate syrup and put it in milk and make chocolate milk? Is that, is that chocolate milk now a sauce? No, because that's a beverage because now you have – once you put chocolate syrup – What have you poured over cereal? <laughs> <laughs> well, chocolate syrup is also chocolate sauce. So it can't, it can't be – chocolate milk can't be a sauce because it's like once you mix that shit up, now it's just a completely different – it's gone through a chemical change. It's a, it's a uh, homogenous I'm, compound. I'm sure that Tony – Tony can, will yeah, correct me on that if I'm wrong. Well, and you're mixing it for the purpose of drinking when you add, right. milk, when you add chocolate to the milk. Okay, so, so what so – Intent is perhaps factors yeah. in. Yeah, I think so. Because that shit right there could be considered um, disgusting. Dis- <laughs> besides that ranch the dressing, ranch soda. You know, I wouldn't really turn up a bottle of ranch dressing, especially not after that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, I use this. Mm. I use the salad as a vehicle to get the ranch dressing <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah, do the three of you like, not eat fruity turn. pebbles? Oh, I'm a cocoa pebbles guy. See, because I feel like it's impossible to keep that crunchy. It like is. It's, it's yeah. just going. Like it is impossible. Five seconds. It's like eating yeah. or chewing juicy yeah, fruit gum. Like you have five seconds yeah. 
before it's just it's tough. paste. Unless it's tough. you fill the bowl level with fruity pebbles and then keep, add milk. You've got to keep adding pebbles yeah. to, to round out the Or crunch. put dry pebbles in your mouth and, and sip your milk. <laughs> it's a real arms yeah. race. <laughs> okay, okay. So here's a scenario. You have a, a gallon of milk. You pour it through a cereal filter and then right back into another gallon of milk for the purpose of drinking it. So now you have cereal why, why flavored milk. Why would you do that? That's disgusting. For the purpose of drinking, is that still a sauce? It is the exact no, same. No, because now you're drinking it. You're not using it on... But wait. It's intent. I agree. Okay, but, so, uh, it, yeah. so it is intent. That's so we've intent. narrowed it down to the intent of... See, I'm torn... What is your milk intent, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn on this because keeping with the... Before the spaghetti analogy breaks down, keeping with that, like if I were to eat all of my spaghetti noodles and there's still sauce left, that's still sauce to me. Uh, even when I sop it up with bread. Because you're eating it with bread. You're not turning up your bowl and drinking your spaghetti But sauce. if I did it, it, but if I turned up the bowl and just drank the sauce, it's not a beverage all of a sudden. You could... Well, no, but it, it's it's holdover. It's holdover sauce. It's like, I love this. I'm not going to let it go to waste, yeah. so I'm going to eat it. Eat it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> not drink it. I'm right. not, even though I'm treating it like a beverage, it's not a beverage. Right, but you could do that with spaghetti sauce. I, the moment you put milk in cereal, it's sauce. Before yes. you put it in, it's a beverage. Anything's a beverage if you try hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> What's mustard? It can be a beverage. <laughs> Tackling the hard questions at Tablet here. <laughs> That takes about up all the spare time that we have. <laughs> Thank you, guy who dances. Thanks for listening, everybody. Come on the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So don't miss the next episode. I don't know what we agreed to do. Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog. So, because that's all the Genesis lists that we look at, like, that game's not really on any of them. Yeah, or they do like... But I feel like it's important. Or they do like the Sonic franchise as yeah. one entry, which is bullshit. Yep. I think we can I all agree bullshit. on that. I played the Sonic Hedgehog on the Genesis like a million hours, and half of that was me getting stoned and just watching the demo. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming on Tuesday then? Yeah, are you down? Right. To record I can't with? come Tuesday. I wanted to because mm. I, I actually did play that game a lot, but I can't make it. <sighs> Bummer. Just imagine me getting stoned and just watching the demo repeat for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it used to be. Do that and listen to the show. Yeah. It'll be fine. Bring back some fond memories. <laughs> it was the music. The music of that. It was very mm. hypnotic. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that yeah. part. Let's see. Uh, we still love five-star iTunes reviews. Please. We do. We're, we're at 148. I can taste that 150. Be nice. Get that divisible by five. Nicole knows what I'm talking about. That's right. Yeah. So please go to iTunes, find Tapbox, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, write a review. So if there's a game you want us to do, a guest host you want on the show, a Patreon request, include that in there. We promise whatever you put, we will get to that eventually. Eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, In the meantime, you can always find us on Tadpog.com. That's where the show notes live. Um, Let's see. Do you want to... um, See a link to Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai RPG? That'll be a link in the show notes. So if you want to go, don't bother Googling it. It'll take a lot more time to go to tadpog.com, find this episode, click on the link, sort through the list of links, find uh, the Ghost Dog link, click on it, and you're there. It's, it's worth the 40 extra seconds. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tadpog. Uh, there's a lot of cool people there doing a lot of cool shit. 
There's a lot of interaction going on there. So if like listener interaction is your thing, uh, we love that. That's great. Uh, Facebook is like the way to give us direct feedback on a specific episode. Um, so like every time we publish an episode, we have a post for it on the Facebook page. And, uh, if you want to weigh in on what milk is in cereal, mm-hmm. that is where you can let I us know. I feel like we've solved stand. it, but if you want to beat uh, the dead, yeah, <laughs> I do. I feel like we've got this on lock, but, uh, maybe not. If you, if you have new evidence to submit, then that's the place to do it. Facebook.com slash. Tadpog. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Tadpog underscore podcast. Please, no cereal tweets. That's specifically a Facebook thing. We're going to keep all the, c- milk, the cereal milk on Facebook. <laughs> Everything else can go on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who uh, retweets us, especially our episode announcements. Uh, and also, um, I am not super hip on Twitter. But there's something on Fridays called like a follow back Friday or follow someone Friday. An FF. I don't know what it is. Nicole, do you know? You're laughing. I don't know, but I'm you just speak with the, an air of confidence and pretend you know. Yeah, That's but no, I can't because what will happen is we have enough listeners. We have enough vocal <laughs> listeners to this point where like if I speak like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't, at least eight people on Monday will be like. Correction bonus. Uh, excuse me, motherfucker. <laughs> did you not know what you're talking about? Because it was obvious you didn't. So I have to be honest. <laughs> that, so it's hashtag FF is it's, what it's called? Yeah. So I would have been like, man, Final Fantasy is booming I on know. <laughs> I think it's like Follow Friday where you're like recommending people, um, your followers on Twitter to follow these other accounts. Mm, okay. So we've gotten a few of those recently and that's like, that's really cool. So uh, thanks for that too. Thanks for the retweets. Mm. Thanks for that. And just thank you for the, just the general non-milk questions and, and interactions on Twitter. That's <laughs> and, cool. and the, you know, Milk question general. So. Facebook. Oh, Facebook, good. please. Facebook. Are we like our Facebook milk? Thank yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to call us or send us a text message, uh, you're probably going to get played on the show. So uh, if you want to join those ranks, you can uh, give us a call or shoot us a text at 270-883-2555. Um, we love them. I love answering them. I love listening to them. Uh, so we're kind of backed up right now, so it might be a little while before we can we can get to it. But please call in, uh, give us your opinions, give us your questions, your hard milk related questions. <laughs> Frozen milk. Oh man, oh, no, that's, that's not even <laughs> milk in a gas form. I don't even know plasma milk. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to, uh, we uh, you can give us money. Did you enjoy this? Uh, did you do you enjoy the new fresh sound of this wonderful gigantic soundboard that we now have? Uh, that's thanks to uh, Patreon donors. Uh, we took Patreon money and spent it on a new soundboard, and hopefully, it's going to just allow us to do more and better things mm-hmm. in the future. So, uh, thank you to everybody who already donates. I, we really appreciate it. It. Uh, uh, lets us know that what we're doing is appreciated. Uh, and like I said, it allows us to kind of buy some things uh, and help make the show better and just kind of ease uh, our stress levels when it's like, there's a game that we want to play on Steam that we think would be good for the show, but both Tyler and I are too cheap to pay the $2 mm-hmm. that the game yep. is. <laughs> so it's real easy to be like, okay, so we definitely have $2. We have $4 in Patreon. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and buy this uh, really weird game. Yeah. 
So uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we really do appreciate it. I do have some people to thank, but it's probably going to be on Wednesday. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, if you'd like to join the ranks of the very generous listeners who donate, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash tadpog. Uh, and again, thank you very, very, very much for, for doing that. Uh, you can mail us things if yep. you want, right? Yeah. Uh, Nicole, you probably have that memorized, I think. The P.O. Box? Yes. Um, Tad Pog, care of Nicole Nance. P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. Excellent. Yeah. And thank you again, uh, Chris Edler, for sending us the horrible food <laughs> and beverages. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, some of interesting slash horrible. Some of it is horrible. <laughs> My favorite thing in that package. The autograph photograph yes. of yeah, Tarzan and Troy. <laughs> we can all agree that's the best thing in that box. Yes. Uh, we have an Instagram, Tadpog underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. I have to think about it every time not to say Tadpog underscore Instagram. It's That's what my brain's like, no, 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 do that. That's pretty sure that's yeah. right. Say that. Say that thing. Say, Tyler, stop it. Say that thing. No brain. Let's change the no account brain. name to Tadpog <laughs> underscore Instagram. In an alternate universe where Tadpog owns Instagram. <laughs> It's a very, very obscure alternate universe. Uh, let's see. Our theme song is Moose. Let's take more drive. Link to that track before the show on tabbog.com. Thought I'd do it. Get that out of the way. There we go. That's great. So how would everybody like to close this out? I'd like to close it out as Tarzan and Troy. I think that's obvious. Okay. Everybody good? So you can either So who's do Troy? <laughs> well, we had to... Sp- let's, let's... We had to split it. Two of us got to be Tarzan. Two of us got to be Troy. Um, and one of us is Nicole. Obviously. Oh shit! We have five. Yep. So I'll so I'll stand out then. Uh, you guys can go ahead. Um, no, you've got too good of a Tarzan. To oh, you, you, oh, you, you guy. <laughs> Fine, I'll do Tarzan. You've convinced me. So until next time. I'm Troy the cat. <laughs> now do Cave Manny. Ooga? <laughs> That's another Tadpog favorite. The dance area. And I swear to God, like most strip clubs I go to, like the private dance area is, it's somewhat nice or somewhat secluded. This was just... Just bags of trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would have been fine with that. You know, at least they're not hiding anything. This was like a a bare room with just six elementary school style plastic chairs in oh, it. Oh, Lord.